Hi, this is Jason King, and you're listening to the Health Policy and Advocacy Nursing Network, also known as HPAN. We're now three weeks into the second half of the Indiana legislative session. We have approximately two weeks left for the House and Senate committees. Not much happened this past week for the bills that we've been following. The next two weeks should be very exciting for the current health care-related bills, as we'll see a lot of action. Again, the next critical deadlines are April 15th for the House and April 16th for the Senate. By those dates, House bills must have passed out of the Senate and Senate bills must have passed out of the House. In this podcast, I'd like to share an update of where we stand on some of the current bills. If you missed last week, Senate Bill 188, which is the Nurse Faculty Loan Repayment Program Bill, was amended and passed out of the House Education Committee 12-0. The amendment adds a $10 surcharge to nurse licensure fees to fund the Nurse Faculty Loan Repayment Program. As the bill stands, the program would be able to provide approximately 100 grants per year to nursing faculty if each participant receives the maximum allowance of $5,000. The bill has been referred to the Committee on Ways and Means pursuant to House Rule 127. House Rule 127 states that any bill with an annual fiscal impact to the state in excess of $50,000 may be referred by the Speaker to and reported by the Committee on Ways and Means before it is eligible for second reading. Last year, it was in this committee where this bill died. Even with the ten extra $10 added to the biennial nurse fee, Indiana is less than half of each of our neighboring states. The perinatal care bill, House Bill 1007, passed out of the Senate Health and Provider Services Committee this week by a vote of 9-0. According to the Indiana State Department of Health of, of the women in the United States, 3.35 million misuse prescription drugs and 3.1 million regularly use illicit drugs. Of these women, about half of them are in the childbearing age group of 15 to 44. Therefore, it is important to identify these women and to work to get them the help they need. This legislation would require the Indiana State Department of Health to establish a perinatal navigator program. In addition, the bill would require a healthcare provider to, number one, use a validated and evidence-based verbal screening tool to assess a substance use disorder in pregnancy for all pregnant women who are seen by the healthcare provider. And number two, if the healthcare provider identifies a pregnant woman who has a substance use disorder and is not currently receiving treatment to either provide treatment or refer the patient to treatment. Existing laws keep the results of the verbal screening tool, as well as the blood and urine sample, from being released to law enforcement. These protections are extended to the Department of Child Services so that pregnant women are not discouraged from seeking treatment while pregnant. As a reminder, this bill is also a high priority for Governor Holcomb. On Wednesday, March 20th, the Senate Health and Provider Services passed House Bill 1344, which is the Nurse Licensure Compact. It passed out of committee 10 to 0. This is a very important bill for nurses in Indiana, which will enable nurses to practice in person or provide telenursing services to patients located across the country without having to obtain additional licenses. Indiana nurses would then be able to practice here at home while also serving patients in other compact states. The committee amended the House bill to add the $25 fee in order to keep it from being recommitted to Appropriations Committee. Likely, this bill is now headed to the Senate chamber for a second reading. Both bills are now similar in language, and it seems that this may be the year this bill will become a law. As an update, Senate Bill 436, which is the Senate version of the Nurse Licensure Compact, currently is before the House Statutory Committee on Interstate and International Cooperation, which is the same committee that passed the House version. House Bill 1275, the Sepsis Task Force, passed out of the Senate Health and Provider Services Committee this week by a vote of 9-0. This bill originally required hospitals to implement evidence-based sepsis protocols regarding recognition, treatment, and staff training. 
This bill was amended in committee to change the word protocols to guidelines, such that hospitals will, will be required to have a standardized approach to sepsis treatment versus an adopted protocol. The reason why this change is so important is that changing protocols to guidelines allows the provider to use evidence-based approach based on his or her medical assessment. One thing that I have learned is that in these bills, words matter. A small change in a word can reduce unintended consequences after a bill becomes a law. As an aside, other important words to watch for are shall and may. In, in general, in statutes, the word shall is mandatory and the word may is permissive but not mandatory. That is, if you shall do something, that means you must do it the way the statute says. You have no options or discretion. If you may do something, it is an option, but there could be other options. According to the Indiana Hospital Association, members of the Physician Committee are still actively lobbying against Senate Bill 394, which would allow an advanced practice registered nurse, or an APRN, to apply for independent practice after three years. It is still unclear when this legislation will be scheduled for a hearing in the House Public Health Committee. House Bill 1444, which taxes e-liquids, has been assigned to the Senate Committee on Appropriations and is scheduled to be heard on March 28th at 9 a.m., as it stands now, the bill would tax $0.04 cents for every fluid millimeter. The concern is that the Juul products, which are very popular with youth, only have approximately 0.7 fluid millimeters. This means that the proposed tax would have zero ability as a, uh, to act as a deterrent. Therefore, early indications are that Senate is interested in changing the taxing structure from wholesale to a tax on the retail sale, such that e-liquid vaping products are taxed in the same way to traditional tobacco products. Advocates believe that these products should be taxed at 24%, uh, creating parity with the traditional tobacco products. Another aspect up for consideration is the taxation of internet sales and to limit youth access to e-cigarette products from online retailers. Indiana has the authority to prohibit internet-based retailers from shipping tobacco products to Hoosier consumers. Senate Bill 12 is the Bias Crimes Bill. It has been assigned to the House Courts and Criminal Code. As you know, on Senate third reading, the bill was struck of its list of characteristics and instead gives judges broad authority to consider bias when sentencing. There is still time for the House to reinstate the list of protected classes and produce a real Bias Crimes Bill, but is yet to receive a hearing date. As a reminder for my last podcast, I recommend you search for the Capitol Call app. With this app, you can enter your street address and find all of your elected officials at the local, state, and federal levels. Remember to also visit the website for the Indiana General Assembly, www.iga.in.gov, to find your legislators. Stay up to date on Indiana's latest bills and watch live stream video of the committee and chambers. If you're looking for an opportunity to advocate, but you don't know how to begin or want help, please contact me at jking at iuhealth.org, and I will gladly help you get involved where you feel the most comfortable. If there is ever any content you'd like for me to cover, please let me know. I hope that you're not only listening, but you're also contacting your legislators to show support or opposition to these bills. I will continue to update you on the Indiana legislation as we move through the second half of the session. You can follow me on Twitter at jking underscore iuh or email me at jking at iuhealth.org. As a unified team, together, we can lead the transformation of healthcare through quality, innovation, and education, and make Indiana one of the nation's healthiest states.